0: Blog Talk Radio
1: Listen to their struggles As they turn them into trials In a city full of challenges They only search for victory And nothing will hold them back these are their stories. So sit back, relax, and welcome to their city. Wrestle City Radio. Wrestle. And welcome to another edition of Russell City Radio. I am your host, George Alonso, and thank you so very much for tuning in three weeks in a row uh, for the returning podcast uh, that we are. Uh, guys, I was looking extremely forward to coming back on the air this week as there was a lot happening in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, as far as I can go, I could only touch on. Three top subjects uh, here today, and of course, uh, that being Ronda Rousey, big cast being let go by the WWE, and will we maybe see a reunite, uh, re, uh, like the then reuniting on the indie circle, uh, indie circuit. I'm sorry, I I just came back from work and I'm extremely exhausted. I'm talking about. Maybe together again, Big Cass and Enzo Amore in the indie scene. Is it possible? We would have to see, and we will talk about that in just a few seconds. But, guys, uh, we have a great guest lined up here for you today, a very, very inspirational athlete, a very motivational athlete. Uh, I'm talking about former – well, she applied for the Tough Enough, the WWE Tough Enough that just passed. I'm talking about Lynette the She-Hulk. Martinez, one of the strongest women in the pro wrestling business today, Uh, so she will be here on our show in just 15 minutes as we give her a call, Uh, but guys, let's go ahead and start hitting up the topics that we were wanting to discuss today in, of course, the pro wrestling discussion. Uh, Guys, one thing that really, really, really got to my nerves, I'm going to start with the whole Ronda Rousey situation, was how many people were hitting up social media from Instagram to Facebook to Facebook to Twitter by saying Ronda Rousey did not deserve this title match. Ronda Rousey was not ready. What did Ronda Rousey deserve for this women's championship match? Listen, folks, where are you now? Because to me, Ronda Rousey was one of the show stealers uh, this past Sunday at the WWE Money in the Bank. Of course, I respect everyone's opinion, but when that said person has the opinion of saying you don't deserve it, and then comes later onto social media and says, "Yeah, you did great," listen. Then what? Which opinion was more valid? Was it the one that you said, hey, Ronda Rousey was not ready, or is it the one we're saying you did a great job? Listen, folks, I feel like Ronda Rousey is a natural in the WWE ring. I feel like she's gotten everything down packed. I feel like when they discuss her in-ring training um, as very important as she has not stopped that they have to stop her from training by saying take a day off I feel like that's no selling point I feel those are facts as we see it in the ring and this time this past Sunday at the Money in the Bank we did not see her having to use a legend like Kurt Angle or Triple H or even Stephanie McMahon to carry her in the ring this time we saw her carry herself in the ring with pretty much another newcomer, if you think about it, in Nia Jax, because if you recall, Nia Jax was also on the flame uh, as like if for rumors saying, oh, she's very, very uh, dangerous that she could have hurt Charlotte Flair when when they fought against each other. So basically, you know, I would say Nia Jax is not a veteran, but she. she But she's not new either. She's right down the middle. And basically, you know, with that being said, I feel like they both shined. And that match really, really did a great, great job by selling its point. And as a matter of fact, was the surprising match of the night when everyone thought that the title was going to change hands to then all of a sudden Alexa Bliss. Pretty much cashing in on the same night of Money in the Bank, becoming a five-time Raw women's champion. A lot of people were not fans of that. A lot of people were expecting Ronda Rousey to win the championship. Personally, me, uh, if you heard last week's episode, guys, I did say that I thought Natalia was going to win the Money in the Bank. To where Ronda Rousey was going to win the women's championship, and then Natalia cash it in on her, and then have this feud. But I was completely wrong. Obviously, was completely off as far as my prediction is concerned. And I'm glad to see that the WWE is still moving forward with the entire surprise factor when it comes to situations like that, especially for the women's division that deserves so much respect and, of course, so much credit for what they have become and what they continue to become while making history. Personally, me, I see the next history being main eventing WrestleMania, as, of course, everyone's saying right now, as far as rumors is concerned, they see Ronda Rousey being the main event with either Charlotte or Asuka at this year's WrestleMania. Um, uh, I personally, hmm. If you ask me who I'd rather see uh, uh, Ronda Rousey step in the ring with in a main event caliber, I would say Charlotte. Uh, guys, if you have any comments, anything you want to say as far as that subject is concerned, feel free to go on our Facebook fan page, uh, Russell City Radio, and put up your prediction. Send us a message and let us know what you think. Who would you like to see, uh, Ronda Rousey, possibly? Not saying for sure because it is a rumor. Possibly made event at WrestleMania with this year. Would you like to see Oscar? Would you like to see Charlotte, or would you like to see someone just completely different? I will tell you this much. If Ronda Rousey is in the main event, of course, she, she is a draw. She was a draw for the UFC, uh, even though those storylines existed in USC, obviously. But she was a draw for UFC. Can she be the same kind of draw, especially for an event like WrestleMania? Time will tell uh, come then. Uh, personally, I have my faith in Ronda Rousey. I've had my faith in Ronda Rousey. Since she's entered a wrestling ring And I'm just so anxious to see where this is going to go from here As far as that she's such a hard, hard worker When it comes to that ring Just like our guest here today in Lynette Martinez Now guys, also, uh, let's talk about another subject Uh Guys, from everyone that saw, I, it was on Monday night when they released uh, this statement that the WWE has future endeavored, Big Cass. Uh, from what reports are saying and rumors is that Vince McMahon handled that firing himself personally, that he fired uh, Big Cass himself uh, when it comes to this. A lot of people are pointing fingers saying that the reason of the release of Big Cass is due to his promo with the little person on SmackDown when they just told him to shove him and he Ended up beating him down on the ground. So, a lot of people took that as like the final straw. A lot of people were not happy that Big Cass took it upon himself to do that. So, that could be the reason behind the firing. Uh, but who knows? Who knows what happens behind closed doors as far as the possibility of why Big Cass was released? I was always a big fan of Big Cass. I thought he was actually one of the best big men in the business. And speaking about big men, uh, my condolences, of course, uh, and my prayers go out to the family of Leon White. Uh, For those who don't know him, I'm talking about the late, great Big Van Vader, Vader time. Uh, We found out that he passed away last night at 7 o'clock p.m. And um, my condolences to the family, my condolences to all his close friends, and my condolences, to of course everyone that knew him, and uh, and it's very tough, especially when you grew up watching that big man, and you know watching his feuds with the likes of Cactus Jack, uh, Sting, um, Shawn Michaels. Uh, to say some, it's really, really depressing to see such a great man, such a great big man. As a matter of fact, we had him here on Russell City Radio before, a long time ago, as a guest on our show. We had the honor of interviewing him, where he actually talked about his time uh, filming Boy Meets World. It was a very fun interview. I suggest anyone to go back into our timeline, uh, when we were known as Reality Check Radio, and look up our interview with Big Van if you want to hear some stories uh, Guys, but going back to Big Cass A lot of people Now are saying How will Big Cass uh, you know, settle In the independent circuit Or will he continue to wrestle after his release Time will tell folks uh, we, This firing is fresh So we don't even know If he's still under that 90 day No compete clause, clause. Uh, But one thing I would like to say Is even though they had Heat uh, with, the, with of course, Big Cass on injury, and Enzo still doing his thing in the, in, in the WWE at the time. From the rumors, uh, they were saying that Enzo and Big Cass had heat, but maybe those, uh, those past rumors have de-escalated. Let, let's hope for the best. Let's think positive, because for any company that's out there right now, I believe that will be pure money for you if you go ahead and book them together and you reunite them in the same show as Big Cass and Enzo one last time especially if you were to happen to do it in New York can you imagine the amount of people that will flood your arena, if you book those two together. Uh, from what I understand, even Enzo uh, released how much he's asking for per appearance. Uh, I believe it was about $7,000. Uh, you know, I, I had this conversation with the host of The Roman Show. Uh, This uh, past week, and he was telling me, don't you think it's a little too high? I thought, yes, it was too high, but if you think about it, if you do your ticket prices correctly, Enzo is someone that you can make break even with, especially this fresh into the game. Enzo will make you those $7,000 back as long as you, of course, price your tickets correctly and if you have a good fan base. So, guys think about that as some math from I used to be a promoter in this wrestling business I was happy to call two shows uh, and I learned a lot from a lot of great people in this business how to run shows how to price the tickets etc so you know I thank all of them they know who they are for teaching me those stuff but in in this case now guys uh, you know I feel I could pass that to you even though you guys probably already know so guys It's now time to reach out to our special guest of the evening. I'm talking about Lynette the She-Hulk Martinez. Let's go ahead and reach out. Hi, hello, Ms. Martinez? Yes. Hi, Ms. Martinez, this is George from Russell City Radio. You're live on the radio. How are you?
0: Good, in yourself?
1: Uh, can't complain, can't complain, just sweating here in the humidity of Miami, Florida, <laughs> as always. <laughs>
0: I, I know what you mean. It's been so hot, like, these past couple of days, and since I'm in Texas, you know, the sun's just hitting us every day isn't
1: it those moments where you just said is say i wish we had rain again or i wish we had some kind of cold like from the winter it's like god <laughs> why do we only get 30 days of cold and, or and like almost half of 365 days of uh heat why it's unfair
0: <laughs> yes you know what honestly i i hate winter because i'm always cold you know and Right now, I wish it was winter again. It's that bad this year.
1: (laughs) Well, well, speaking of hot and cold, though, let's already, you know, we're already talking about a very good subject. Hey, Lynette, uh, you know, we all know you're literally one of the strongest women in the wrestling business today, and you work extremely hard to be how you are today you have done weightlifting, you have done modeling you have done it all which we will talk about in a few minutes but basically heat is no stranger to you because heat is basically what a lot of people use to not just tone up but also lose weight and of course uh get uh tone up it does this help like when it comes to this weather when it comes to your exercise routine and so on and so forth
0: I mean, it does help as far as, you know, getting your, it burns more calories definitely in this heat. Um, But I'm no stranger to the heat. Uh, In Olympic wrestling in high school, our coach used to turn on the heaters in the mat room and we used to condition, you know, till there was like a puddle of sweat on the floor. So um, it's not, it's nothing new to me, but of course, you know, it's, dangerous if you go outside in the sun but everywhere it's hot right now so it definitely helps as far as the workouts as far as getting shredded and all of that to cut weight you'll do it a lot easier in the summertime
1: yeah, I, I, that's what I've heard, too, from some uh, weightlifters here in Miami, that they, they enjoy the heat because it helps them kind of, like, uh, tone themselves, shred a lot faster, uh, lose the, the calories that they needed, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Personally, me, i never gotten close to weightlifting. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I tried sometimes, and my arms would just fall off. But, uh, like – Ms. Martinez, with that being said, you just even mentioned that you were part of the Olympic wrestling team uh, back in your time in school. Uh, A lot of people, you know, I'm going to bring this up first, was actually very supportive, and I was one of them, when they were even talking about taking Olympic wrestling out of the Olympics in general. I'm pretty sure, you know, that was affected by you, Kurt Angle did a kind of like a, a stand up uh, to make sure that they didn't take it out. A lot of people stood up for it. Uh where were you and what did it, like did you uh, did you take part of that stand up for to keep stand uh, pro, uh wrestling in the Olympics?
0: I mean, I'm all for keeping it in the Olympics because I do believe that wrestling is one of the toughest sports, period. Um you know Olympic wrestling, there's a lot of athletes, you know the tremendous work that they all do and sacrifice just to make the weight just to be able to compete. you know um I believe that it should remain in the Olympics. I do believe that it's one of the toughest sports out there, you know, and I think that it, it should they should give it more credit than what they do and so obviously... I am for it.
1: Oh, yeah, and so am I, and so is Kurt Angle, and, so, and everyone else that's still supporting Olympic wrestling in the Olympics. Uh, but also, you know, the training must have been different. Obviously, you've trained to be a professional wrestler. You're a professional wrestler now. You're following your dreams uh, to continue the wrestling alongside the weightlifting and the modeling. But, of course, the training was different comparing from amateur wrestling to pro wrestling. Uh, how did you take to the challenge when it comes to, like, hey, I I first learned these stretches, I learned how to do takedowns, I learned how to do this, to, A, I'm going to hit the ropes, I'm going to bump, I'm going to do a front flip, all that stuff. Because in amateur wrestling, you technically wouldn't leave your feet, uh, like, if you did an aerial maneuver or or anything like that.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, It's definitely a big difference. You know, like I said, uh, both of the sports are very tough, you know, and I do have experience with other sports as well, but I can honestly say that professional wrestling is way harder than Olympic wrestling. It's harder than that sport. The training's a lot different. Um, you know, the whole it's a different ball game for sure, but when I got, you know, to my first day of professional wrestling practice, uh, I have a very tough trainer, and... You know, it's very, very different. It's not what I expected it to be, and like everybody else, looks at the sport and they expect it to be something. But when you actually get in the ring for the very first time, it's it's totally something different. Like, you know, you're actually there in your face with, man, I'm really, I'm really about to do this right now. You know, like, I'm in here. You know, try it out. And But it's definitely, definitely real tough. I can say for sure this is the hardest sport that I've been in so far.
1: Yeah, the, I, I could vouch with you on that one because when I was uh, training for professional wrestling, I only stayed in the business for like about five years after I, I suffered a severe concussion and I was forced to retire. But basically, yeah, uh, you know, this is no ballet, how they used to describe it as. Uh, yes, it's i it, it, it seems all uh to the naked uh, eye of the fan all coordinated but once you get in there it hurts. It hurts a lot.
0: Oh yeah, definitely.
1: So is no you could say it's all coordinated all you want, but once you land that punch or that body slam, listen, that wasn't coordinated. <laughs> so Yeah but and you mentioned even training. Like, one of the, the backgrounds that you have, Ms. Martinez, is actually the fact that you were trained by one of Eddie Guerrero's best friends at the Hurricane Hector School. Uh, yes, sir. At the, of, at the House of Pain, if I'm correct. So, it is basically, that in itself must have fueled you even more when it comes to the to the training and to your dreams by saying, hey, not only am I training, with no offense to any other school, but not only am I training uh, to be a professional wrestler but I'm talking to a guy that also kind of like sponged off Eddie Guerrero how, how was that for you
0: um you know what it was it was amazing honestly um he if it wasn't for him you know Mr. Hector Rincon he has been my backbone he has been my mentor he has pushed me to my absolute limits and Because he is, you know, one of the toughest trainers over here in Texas. He's very tough as far as, um, you know, he doesn't let anyone just go out there and perform a show within a couple of months. You know, before I had my very first match, I trained with him for two whole years before I got in the ring for the very first time. Um, I did learn a lot a lot. Everything that I know, you know, I'm still learning. Of course, this is a sport where you never stop learning every day, but I did learn almost everything, and I got everything. Not only the technique, but I got the heart just from my trainer. You know, he's a very hardworking man. He has a family. He he puts himself out there to train kids, to train people that want to be in this business, so he has sacrificed a lot to keep, you know the the athletes going and to to make them have their dreams come true so i I did benefit a lot from Mr. Hector. you know I'm very grateful for his training um Eddie Guerrero was like his brother, he was very close to the family, he did wrestle with him back in the day um you know of course when before he went pro and um You know, my my trainer, he chose to raise his family instead. And, you know, Eddie, of course, he pursued his dream. But them being hand in hand and then training for a long time, I did benefit, you know, from everything that he has shown me up to this point.
1: And, Ms. Martinez, uh, just as um, a curious question to you, did Eddie Guerrero ever make a presence in the Hurricane Hector school while you were there?
0: Not when I was there. Um, Sadly, he had already passed. But uh, he would go and show up. They had uh, other the wrestlers that I would practice with. You know, the people that have been in the business for years, and also have been training with Hector. Uh, He would go to the backyard, and we we actually trained from Hector's home. So he would make uh, his presence, and he would go train with the the people sometimes. But personally, I never got to meet him, or you know. Being close to him, when I got into the wrestling business, he had already passed. But I was a big, big fan, you know, of course, as all of El Paso, because he was representing the city.
1: So it must have affected you even as hard as a fan somewhere else that was also admiring Eddie. Uh, It must have even hit you hard because, again, this is – a situation where you were being trained by, like you were mentioning, a, a brother of Eddie. It's almost like they were brothers, like, yeah, like you were mentioning. So it must have affected you hard when basically they announced the passing of Eddie Guerrero. God, I remember that day. That was so depressing.
0: Yes, of course. It, it did affect me, you know. Um, I did. I cried, not going to lie. You know, everybody cried. All the fans, you know. um all the yeah, wrestling fans, Eddie, Eddie had a real, real big impact in the wrestling world, and he is, up to this day, he is a legend, you know. He is, for everything that he did, his 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 character, he went out there with all of his heart, you know, and that and that's what I try to keep in my mind when I do my, you know, when I do my entrances, when I go out there, this is something, this is a sport that you have to do with all of your heart and nothing less.
1: Yeah, and I I completely agree. As a matter of fact, uh, when you applied for the Tough Enough um, and you sent in your audition tapes, uh, they even put you on some news channels and newspapers in your area in El Paso, uh, mentioning you by saying that you were going to be auditioning for the program, uh, being interviewed, uh, and so on and so forth, going into Tough Enough. Uh, and you even went on as far as saying that you wanted to bring something different uh, to the Tough Enough game uh, when it came to the competition. I mean, I'm sorry, it wasn't a game. Uh, What exactly was going in your mind like when you were saying, hey, I want to bring something different, I want to be different? Like, obviously you're one of the strongest women in the game, but what what else were you planning on bringing that was going to be different?
0: I wanted to – Two I wanted to bring as far as you know I wanted to be that that female you know the tough female because nowadays, and I understand that this business has to do a lot with looks, you know it's the model type you know typical diva um pretty face, you know skinny body, and i I wanna actually represent you know being tough out there. And being, you know, not just being a woman, but being able to actually live up to the name of being a strong woman, you know, other than just a model type or anything like that. And I give credit to all the athletes out there, you know, don't get me wrong. But I feel like I can bring more competition, you know, represent girls that train every single day and they have a strong mind, strong mentality, strong heart, and they're not just in it for the fame, you know, for the, you know, just that everything that comes with it. I want to yeah, okay. put everything out there and I want to to help the women's revolu- uh, revolution in wrestling.
1: Yeah, practically you want to be the new age. Well, you, you want to be the first Lynette She-Hulk, obviously, but you also want to remind the fans of today what China was to the fans in the, the 1990s and the early 2000s is basically what was one of your missions. Am I correct on that?
0: Yes, sir. Um, I actually, she inspired a lot, you know, my character now and who I am, uh, going out there, wrestling the guys, picking them up, you know, being able to hang out there with all these men, and she was tough enough to be in that ring and step in the ring with all these men, not just the women, you know, but she was the one that kind of inspired my character and inspired me to start lifting weights, you know, uh, back when I was a child, I I started lifting, try to lift in seventh and eighth grade, you know, trying to trying to get this bodybuilding going on, you know, because I wanted to be, you know, muscle. I wanted muscle. I wanted strength. I wanted to be different. I wanted to be tough, as, as tough as the men out there. And I feel like I can bring that back, you know, just that feeling back, that character back of, you know, surprising people of the things that some of us women are able to do out there in the ring. You know, as far as the strength, as far as the technique, everything.
1: And and as far as that's concerned, now that you mentioned that you, like, started your weightlifting journey, like, at seven or eight years old, I mean, sorry, seven or eighth grade, uh, you know, I I wanted to ask, because during those time periods, uh, there's a lot of, like, the peer pressure, a lot of, like, hey, let's go party, let's go drink, let's go uh, date, let's go do something, you know, it's the young people's game. And here you are, where you were focused 100% on your dreams, on your weightlifting, on even further that on your sports, uh, whether it be wrestling or something else. Like, how did you overcome all that peer pressure and and continue to say, "Hey, I'm going to do this," because a lot of people, Ms. Martinez. Of course, went through your same situation and lost a lot of friends. And sometimes they even say, "Man, I regret it." But I'm pretty sure you went through the same thing. How, how did you
0: go through that? How
1: did you transition through that period?
0: You know what? Growing up, um, there's always going to be influence wherever you go. There's always going to be influences to to do this, to do that. You know, but you got to surround yourself with the right influence. Um, growing up in high school, you know, high school was Of course, the party, you know, the party scene. Everybody wants to try new things. Everybody wants to to go out there and drink and all of that. You know, even at my parties, I would go to hang out with my friends. But, you know, everybody that knew me growing up, you know, I was very dedicated to making weight in wrestling, to being in my sport. You know, they had known that I had to go early the next morning to wake up to go uh wrestle or to go be at a meet or to go work out. You know, I was always kept my mind on that. And even when I would go to parties, you know, it sounds ridiculous, but I would go with with my protein shakes or I would go with my muscle milk to class you know, and everybody looks at me like, Oh, you know, this weirdo, you know, she's over here with her protein shakes and this, this and that and all of my friends that would try to get me to drink that I would not I would not budge. I would not you know and nobody can make you do something that you don't want to do and people would ask me you know you want to drink and I'm no nope, nope I don't want to and after the while, after a while you know you're you're looking at me like I'm going to do it and I would just look at them like I'm not going to do it and I'll leave me alone you know before you make me mad it's not going to happen you know cuz everybody knows that that sports and just this in general was way more important to me then, you know, having a night of drinking fun or people doing drugs or anything like that, everybody knew how serious I was as an athlete. And, you know, even people up to this day, they can they can vouch for me saying that I would show up, you know, just being a health freak and just taking my snacks and my, my shakes just because I knew I had to be at weight the next day. So, I mean, it it's there's a big, big influence, especially now with this generation, you know, of kids doing things that they simply shouldn't be doing. And I lost a couple of my friends from high school that decided to party, you know, that decided to do one more time, that just wanted to do, you know, them or whatever. I did end up losing people around me because of that, you know. And All I can say is that, you know, nobody can make you do anything you don't want to do. If you want to do it, you know, keep your mind straight, and there's going to be influence, good and bad, wherever you go, anywhere. You know, if these people do not push you as good as, uh, you know, to be a good influence, then those are not the right people that you should be around. I lost many friends because I wanted to be a good influence. But well, you know what, those are the same people that ask me for advice up to this day on how to live a healthier lifestyle and how to work out and how to do this, how to do that. And I don't mind helping them out, you know, but I feel like I stuck to where I needed to stay in order for, for me to be on the right track that I am right now.
1: I love the fact that you mentioned even my favorite uh, protein shake, uh, muscle milk, uh, funny story. When I used to go to the gym, the one thing I would always drink is muscle milk at least once every gym session and uh, And I remember my belly getting a little bigger, <laughs> and uh my trainer would be like, "Hey, are you eating not what uh, what you're not supposed to be eating?" And I'm like, "No, I'm just having my protein shake and muscle milk and and doing my thing, and he's like, "Why are you drinking muscle bu- m- muscle milk?" <laughs> uh, that's supposed to be for toning and for to gaining mass uh, for, for your muscles. I'm like, oh, I did not know that. And here I am was trying to lose weight. So I, I was kind of like <laughs> I was doing a reverse instead of uh, yes. doing what I was supposed to do. <laughs> so, yeah, that was that's embarrassing. Funny. Especially when I was facing my trainer, that was not fun because then I had to – fight to lose all those pounds again but um but but basically miss martinez with that being said you know you even were talking about influences good bad you know something in pro wrestling that i learned even when i went in is that you always want to be that positive role model and you mentioned some great advice for anyone listening to that that was amazing advice by lynette martinez Uh, on about influence but you know like obviously every wrestler they never know sometimes until that one fan comes up to you and says hey I look up to you you know how you looked up to people like Eddie uh, Hurricane Hector uh, China of course you want to feel the same way to the next round of people uh, in the wrestling business whether they're coming into the business or not how do you want to affect those
0: people um i want you know i want to affect all these people because i want them to see you know that you guys can do anything that you want to do anything that's in your heart go ahead and do it um i have been faced with you know shows that i have done that i have been in uh you know the immigration center i have gone i believe i went last year and i, I got the opportunity to perform and do the show for the kids that are there and man just that feeling you know walking walking down the hall and you have all these little girls looking up to you like if you're somebody to them you know you you're an example to them they look at you like I want to be like you one day you know that that feeling right there is probably the most greatest and amazing feeling that I can say you know, that I treasure even right now. Any 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 person that I can help influence, any person that I can give that motivation to, that's what drives me to keep going, and that's what, you know, that's what keeps me in the ring, and that's what keeps me working hard every single day. I do have a um, number one fan. His name is Nathaniel. He's in El Paso, but this kid has been, you know, he's been like my number one fan since day one, and at first I'm like, oh, you know what? what, I have a number one fan, and, you know, it was him, and you talk to the kids real good, and they support you, he was there at the shows, I did wrestle at, at his birthday party, because they had a private event, um, I had suffered an injury, so I wasn't supposed to be wrestling at that time, but I, I had promised him a long time ago that I was going to make it there, and I was going to perform, so I did it, you know, I kind of got in trouble with everybody else, but I did it because I didn't want to let him down and because this is what it's about, you know. This is what it, the the sport is about is going out there and doing what you can for others and, you know, motivating them to push their limits and to keep going as well.
1: And, and I so want to touch base with that uh, with that subject as far as fan is concerned because fan is something that you know, is rarely heard nowadays. I don't know in Texas, but here in Florida, fan is rarely heard here. And I'll get to that subject in a bit, but I want to also touch on this because, again, we're still talking about influences. We're still talking about, you know... um, of of course, uh friends but of course the one subject, one thing that must have been very important to you was family because I I, I don't know about you, Ms. Martinez, but when I told my family that I was gonna become a pro wrestler, they practically hit the floor and I'm not saying it in a good way. <laughs> they they yeah. practically said no, you are not gonna do that and I ended up doing it. They ended up, you know, supporting me and and we even did a show here at a, at a at a house uh, for a birthday party like you, for my baby cousin that looked up to me. So and I had retired by then. I already had a my concussion, and like you, where you got in trouble for wrestling with the injury, I got pretty much scolded for wrestling with a concussion. So. I 100% see where you're going at with this, but how did the how did your family accept you becoming a wrestler and a weightlifter and all that stuff?
0: Well, my family has always been um into sports as well, so we're a very like athletic family. But in the beginning, you know, when I told my 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 mom, I told my family I wanted to do this, you know, my my grandma practically had a heart attack and even up to this day, I don't really tell her much about my matches, or I don't really tell her when I get injured, just because of the fact that she worries all the time, Um, but you know how grandparents are, and then, Yeah. um, yeah, my mother, at first, you know, I felt like she didn't support me in what I wanted to do, you know, this is, this is something that she didn't look at as a career choice, you know, she wanted me to, to do something else, and she wanted me to, to, to get a real job is what she told me, you know, and i i i it hurt me that I didn't have that support from her, you know, but my brothers my brothers always supported me, you know i we used to watch wrestling all the time growing up, so they supported what I wanted to do, and I pretty much did all of this on my own as far as going into the business, you know, getting money to pay for my training pushing myself it's always been myself that you know that has gotten me up to this point but now now they support me because they see that I'm not going to budge and they see that I'm all in it and they know that I'm not going to change my mind when it comes to this because this is something I really want so you know they support me now and um, pretty much been backstage with some wrestlers and you know, have my mom talk to them, I'll bring her backstage, and it's like, oh, they're all excited, you know, to see all the the people I get to work with and all that, but of course, this is something that, like I said, not a lot of people that join the wrestling business have the full support, 100% from their family members, you know, in the beginning, all the time, it's, I've heard a lot of athletes that they don't get that support from their family, you know, or they don't take it as serious as as us that want to be in this business, but this is something that we love to do, and I believe that it's a very positive thing. And I do believe that this is a career. You know, it's a career if you take it serious enough for it to be a career and not just a hobby.
1: And it must have meant a lot, especially when, of course, when the book was closed and and you found out that finally they finally have, you know, reached that point of saying, hey, Lynette, whatever you do, wherever you go, we support you. That must have been like an emotional moment for you, knowing that you were once hurt by saying, hey, the support wasn't there, to then at the last chapter finding out that, hey, we're here now. You know, it's... It's not about how the story begins, but of how the story ends.
0: Yeah, and, and um, the... that motivated me a lot more.
1: Yeah. Oh, I I figured, uh, 100%. And, yes, you're right. You know, grandparents, God rest, uh, uh, my my grandparents that are no longer with me, but I remember them always telling me, No te golpe muy, muy duro, okay? And I'm like, no, I promise I won't get hurt. And then come next minute, you know, I would have to hide my forehead because I bladed.
0: <laughs> so
1: yeah. that was not easy. But um, but of course now and again, I'm glad that you get that support now from your family and such. Uh, and I want to then go back to the fan subject that we we were talking about. We're having such a great conversation about this. You know, you. Mention fan, that fans are very important to this business. And yes, a hundred percent, you're right. How important is it to you to remember who you were as a fan as well? Because that's how you. That's how I was taught to interact, to not forget the fan that made you do what you love.
0: Yes, yes. Honestly, to me, I feel like fans. Are fans are what make you, you, you know. Fans are the ones that are there to support your career. Fans are the ones that buy those tickets to go and see you wrestle. You know, they're the ones that buy your products. They're the ones that, you know, support you 100% because they love, you know, just watching the business as well and watching the matches. But to me, fans are extremely important, and that's what I don't see nowadays a lot of the times we have athletes that are already out there you know that are already big that have already been successful but they forget where they come from and they forget who are the people that were there when they were wrestling at these amateur shows who are the people that were there you know watching your videos supporting you all of this kind of stuff while you're doing your career um i I believe the fans are very important. that's what makes you you and that's what makes you a wrestler because without the fans, then who do you have there to watch you wrestle? Who do you have there to cheer you on? Agreed. you know so Agreed. um
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, so I feel like a lot of athletes nowadays they're very stuck up in their ways, they ignore the fans, you know the people that are there, and it honestly breaks my heart because. When I, you know, personally, when I go out there and I have people that want to take pictures or they want an autograph, I stay there until the last autograph is signed and I stay there until the last picture is taken, you know, and that's just the way I am because growing up, you know, you look at people like The Rock, people like Stone Cold, you look at all these great stars and you look at them and say, wow, you know, if only I could shake his hand, if only I could get a picture with him because... They're very positive influences, you know, and nothing, nothing can break somebody's heart than for you, for them to go up there and this person be real ugly with them or not want to take that picture or be very, very in their ways and stuck up, you know, that's honestly, that just shoots down your inspiration all the way down, you know, you go to, mm-hmm. I want to be like this person to, I don't even like this person anymore, they're very, you know, that that's just the way they are, so... All the athletes out there, too, you know, I tell everybody, and this is what my trainer has told me and I've grown up with it is to always stay humble no matter what, you know, to always be humble, to always go out there and do everything. And all the shows that we do are for the fans, you know. They're not mm-hmm. for ourselves. They're not for ourselves. They are for ourselves as far as, oh, I like to do the sport and get the satisfaction. But you go out there to Do what you do and to wrestle for the fans and for the people.
1: A hundred percent agree, and I a hundred percent agree with your teacher. Uh, Because even being humble is not even something you need to be taught. It's just common sense. Always be humble. Always. Because even when you wake up, when you wake up, it's just another day that's presented to you to say, hey, I'm giving you another day. Enjoy it. Thank you. Yeah. You know, always be humble for anything that's around you, and I 100% agree with you, Ms. Martinez. So with that being said, I have two last questions, and and that is because, of course, you were talking about interacting with fans and how important it is to you. Do you feel like social media has helped in that sense for the wrestler and the fan?
0: Um, Social media has a big impact as far as, you know, um, trying to trying to influence people on social media for the fans to follow us so that way they know and they're aware of when the next show is all that helps with promotion but you know social media nowadays has become a negative thing and i i see a lot of it every day you know of people being negative on social media not many people support it um you know on as they should, but, you know, there are fans out there that still appreciate it, and they do support us, and I feel like social media has a big impact as far as people are just keeping up to date with, you know, motivational stuff that you post every day, stuff that keeps them going. I do ha- I do feel that social media is a big impact on today's society.
1: hmm Ain't that the truth? ain't that the Mm -hmm. truth sometimes you don't even have to watch the news to just find out what happened Uh, so because somehow some way social media found out first so oh yes you're absolutely right but uh, you know my last question on this is again uh, and uh, I just thought about this question and and maybe it's going to grab some emotion out of you because this is going to be a very very fun question for you but Lynette, if the fan in you, the nine-year-old, the eight-year-old, I don't know when you started to enjoy the sport, but, like, the young kid, the young little girl that used to watch the TV with your family and say, I want to be that, if you had something to tell that young little girl of who you've become today, what would you tell her?
0: I mean, honestly, I will probably give advice to myself to to do it, you know, to – to keep going, that you can do anything that you want to do, you know, even though life was hard for me, you know, my life has been hard even up to this point growing up, Um, I would say just do it, you know, start earlier, start, get a head start, keep going, don't ever give up, that's the thing that I would tell myself is don't ever give up, is, you know, up to this day, I tell myself every day, don't ever give up, you know, on, on anything that you want to do in life, because, you know, you can do it. You can do it, and never in a million years have I even that I even picture myself coming this far right now, and 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 doing this, and actually getting up there in the ring and performing and putting on all these shows, and you know, being a good influence and impacting so many people's lives. I never thought that I would be, you know, in the position that I am right now, and. And, you know, if I were to tell myself that, I probably wouldn't believe it. I probably wouldn't believe it, but I would tell myself to just keep going and to work harder than anybody out there and to keep going and striving every single day.
1: Yeah, because I could only imagine when you step in through those ropes, of course, you're hyping up the crowd, you're either being the heel, you're being the face, but deep down inside your heart, that little girl is smiling from ear to ear. (laughs) Yes. Because yeah and I could only imagine. so and Ms. Martinez with that. Uh, I know our time is being cut short. Uh, you have been a great influence even to me. Because, you know, like some people don't know, uh, maybe even our listeners, for those that are going through trouble th- through a uh, time of influences like we were talking about earlier, whether to follow their dream, whether uh, to, uh, not to follow their dream, and so on and so forth, you have influenced many people, including myself, in this interview, and we thank you. And uh, this has been a remarkable interview with you, and I thank you for that as well. Um, is there anything we'd like to plug? Like, uh, where can fans follow you on social media, whether it be Facebook, Instagram, Twitter? Uh, I know, uh, how can bookers get a hold of you for booking inquiries? And where can fans catch you next live next
0: time? Um, I do have my Facebook page right now under Lynette Martinez, but I do have my fan page on Facebook as um, the She-Hulk, so it's under the She-Hulk, and that's my wrestling page. Uh, I am based out of El Paso, so I usually post all of my stuff on my fan page on Facebook. Um, I do need to make a Twitter. I haven't yet. I was trying to figure it out, but <laughs> I need to work on that. And then um, on Instagram as well, it's um, the She-Hulk with a three instead of an E. Uh you know, I want to give uh, thanks to you guys. Thank you so much for, for interviewing me and taking the time to uh, get my thoughts out there and the way I feel about all of this. I, I really appreciate it. And um, uh, I also want to give um, a shout-out to El Dorado Aztecs, and that's the high school that I went to, um, to the Aztecs.
1: That That's awesome. The fact that you even did a shout-out to your former high school, that's awesome. That's a first here on Russell City Radio. Thank you for that. <laughs> so that, that's awesome. But, uh, you know, Lynette, it's more like thank you uh, for your time here as well. Uh, I want to tell you now that you've been interviewed, you're now officially part of the Russell City Radio family. So even if you were bored and said, mm, let me just call in and, and say hi to the guys, feel free. Our hotline is always going to be open for you.
0: Thank you so much. I appreciate it.
1: My pleasure, Lynette. So if, before we go, thank you again very much for your time. I hope you the best, and I hope to maybe even see you wrestle live in person one day.
0: Yes, hopefully. Hopefully we'll get we'll get to cross paths. <laughs>
1: if that's the case, coffee on me. Uh, you have to have Miami mm-hmm. coffee at least once.
0: Yes, honestly, but, I think I will be going down um, pretty soon over there, so might see me sooner than you expect.
1: Uh-oh. Should I wear some <laughs> ears, some body armor, because you are big enough to yank my head off and use it as a football? <laughs> so, uh, no. Any... <laughs> no, I'm just I'll kidding. I'll be your, I'll your a...
0: bodyguard instead. Yes. I've always been
1: wanting a china. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> yes! that
0: is I'll protect so you I'll protect you <laughs> yes just,
1: just wait till my, my backstage uh, behind the scenes guys find out that I have my china now
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey again Lynette thank you so very much you've been amazing you've been an inspiration and everything else in the positive library thank you so very much thank you my pleasure have a great night we'll talk soon
0: you too bye bye
1: Bye-bye. Guys, that was Lynette the She-Hulk. What an amazing young lady, and I see nothing but great, great things in her future. We spoke about so much, and she influenced so many of our listeners here on the show today uh, from talking about her peer pressure while going into weightlifting and professional wrestling to her amateur wrestling days as well. She spoke about her tough enough, what she was planning to bring uh, to the table as being different. She spoke about, of course, Eddie Guerrero, Hurricane Hector, and so on and so forth. What an amazing young lady. I am so honored and privileged to have her on the show here today. And we again, from Russell City Radio, thank Lynette the She Hulk Martinez for coming on our show here today and explaining her side, her stories, her emotions, her opinions on everything that has to do with professional wrestling. Guys, make sure you tune in next Wednesday again when Russell City Radio returns back on the air at 7.30 p.m. Our guest is to be announced, but I'm pretty sure we will see online who it will be. But, guys, from everyone here on Russell City, make sure you take care of yourselves and just stay Real good night folks Well done welcome to the city. You'll become number one with the wit time We break the hour. Away. No